Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas Health Science Center at San Antonio and its Biggs Institute, expanding the horizons of dementia research and advancing comprehensive care. Learn more at uthealthdementia.org. My dad is a Scrabble fanatic. You had some good plays. You started out with Squirt, which would have been a lot of points. Oh, yeah. That was a good play. It's the one thing he can really still do as his heart failure and dementia progress. You got a triple on hoax. Yeah, I guess that hoax is a bad one. Joint, that wasn't bad. He can't read a book or a newspaper anymore without a lot of deja vu or confusion. Same with TV and movies. So he's given those up. But with Scrabble, he just has to focus on one word. And he'll play happily for hours. It's rare that I beat you. Uh, not that rare. Yeah, it's that rare. I think I've beat you once in about two months now. Now, playing Scrabble with him has become a big part of my life, too, since I've moved in to care for him. I've played a lot of Scrabble. This is 24-7, a podcast about what happens when you become your parent's parent. I'm Kitty Isley. It's December of 2020, and part of being my dad's caregiver has been trying to keep him connected to the outside world. So I'm not his only entertainment. All right, I think that's it for tonight's Scrabble. How about you? Yep. He used to be so outgoing, such a social person, that it's been sad and frustrating for him to find himself so alone. And I don't blame him. It is depressing when you can't do things that you were able to just a few years ago. One time I even took him to Senior Olympic Scrabble in our town, but he took so long to make words, they didn't want him back. For any activities that aren't Scrabble, it takes me a huge amount of work. When friends invite him out, I have to ask them to choose places that aren't loud, that are easy to access. And we have to get him in and out of a car now, which has become more difficult. Then their clothes. Are there any shirts that aren't stained? Didn't I just buy some? If his feet are swollen, can we get him into regular shoes? Does he have his wallet, his glasses, his cane? If somebody wants to visit, same thing. It's like being a butler sometimes, or a babysitter. Your friends are supposed to call shortly around 8 to wish you happy birthday, the Fergusons? It must be around 8, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So I'm giving you the phone, so answer it when they call. It has felt like a part-time job to keep my dad's spirits up by trying to keep him connected. And I hadn't heard that much about this part of caregiving, until I talked to a friend, a former colleague who takes care of her mom. Kim Morris and I work together in public radio. Kim cares for her mother in much more demanding circumstances. Kim's mom is named Grace Jones, and she has Alzheimer's. My mom is getting revved up, so I'm going to move to another room. So just give me a hot second. Okay. Is she singing or just talking to herself? She chants. Uh, mm-hmm. She spells kind wow. of. Uh, that's a, a thing for her in the last few months where when she's um, at the table writing or coloring or doing any kind of like table writing activity, that's just kind of what she does. Kim moved in with her mom, bought the family house, actually, after her dad died about 15 years ago. Her mom had built a career with the IRS in Washington and was living very independently. But that was before dementia. In the past few years, 
Mrs. Jones' illness has progressed so far that she's become a very different person. You know, she came up from the South, as so many uh, Black people did, you know, in a time when they were looking for a better life and opportunity. And she certainly found it here in D.C. Um, You know, worked really hard at Internal Revenue Service, worked her way up. And I mean, she was a sharecropper. So it was kind of a big deal what she and my dad did here in the city. I'm curious, did she, was she active in a church or active with friends? Very much. Before this. Her social life and spiritual life very much were, you know, kind of hand in hand. Uh, Everyone that's ever been close to her, you know, shared uh, the Christian faith with her. And that has been one of the most disappointing aspects of this whole thing, Kitty. I have to say, you know, I think people have a little more trouble with dementia than they do cancer. It's like seeing a person sick with a physical ailment, somehow they're able to connect a little bit better than this. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes people think of senility as just forgetfulness. But I think the way that my mom's Alzheimer's has manifested, there are a lot of behavioral changes before they notice the forgetting. When she went through this kind of aggressive phase of being kind of unpleasant or saying things that weren't exactly appropriate or, you know, being a little mean, people distanced themselves from her and didn't seek to understand that she was going through, you know, a stage, you know, another stage of, of Alzheimer's. And so rather than people being supportive and prayerful, they just kind of disassociated themselves from her. So no, no calls anymore to check on her. Some of the women that, you know, who are, who are still around and doing very well, who don't have this impairment, you know, in her sort of ministry circles, they've just disappeared. I've found that to a lesser degree. In my dad's case, he was a very social person and my mom died four years ago and the, you know, kneecapped him. It just pulled the rug out from everything. But he still has some close friends. And I know it is, must be painful to be his age and have known him all his life and now see your friend who's not the same person. Mm-hmm. You know, he went to a baseball game a couple summers ago, maybe three during a period in which his heart failure was really getting incredibly bad. And I don't think they could even walk from the parking to the seats before he had just immense fatigue. And I didn't know how frail he was. And I guess it was a really hot day, but it was like, why can't he just come to the ball game with us? We want to take him. We want to go see baseball. And I thought, I don't have a good answer, but it's pretty clear he can't. Like, I wish I had a better answer because I love that you're be- you're reaching out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hear you really deeply because it is it made me feel more lonely and more sad. Yeah, because, you know, I get a, a Sunday bulletin and, the you know, I see the sick and shut in list and they, you know, come up with a very specific detailed plan for how to visit these folks in hospitals or nursing homes or what have you for the people who, you know, have, you know, whatever physical ailment, but not a single person has visited my mom. For a while, Kim told me she had her mom spend part of her days in a program at her church, but Mrs. Jones' decline eventually made that impossible. It just it just seemed like from 2017 up to today, every week or two there's a there's a new normal. There's something else lost that we have to now, you know, kind of get used to. You know, first she just couldn't wash clothes and then she couldn't cook and then she couldn't serve herself food anymore. 
you know, and then she couldn't, you know, so it's just been kind of one thing after another, you know, series of, of losses, so to speak. You know, she used to enjoy Bible study and writing scriptures and stuff for like an hour or two every day, but all of that's gone out the window. So now I'm literally sitting with her trying to, you know, do um, entertain her and sort of keep her engaged in some way that's meaningful with like, you know, sorting cards by color or putting a puzzle together or, you know, I still try to have her write because I'm trying to maintain her fine motor skills so that she'll continue mm-hmm. to know how to pick up a spoon, you know, to, mm-hmm. to feed herself. Oh my God. Yeah. So it just, it goes on and on with just, okay, so now let's color. All right. So now let's read a, pu- let's do a puzzle. So now let's, you know. Can you talk a little more about what kinds of things that, you know, you've had to adjust to or not warn people about, but let them know this is now some of the behavior. So like mom is not able to socialize or carry on a conversation anymore. She's, she's for the last probably two or three years now, she has this phrase, almost this chant. Some people call it a rap that she constantly sings over and over again. It's, it's, it's the, what a mighty God we serve song. we, We like to call it. And she just, as soon as someone says hello to her, she starts singing this chant and she does it over and over and over and over again. And I, at this point, I can't stop her, you know? So when somebody greets her, they're going to get it. And they just kind of have to laugh and walk away or have that awkward moment of, okay, uh, nice to see you, Miss Jones, you know? But yeah, that's, that's one of the biggest <laughs> things because I, I don't want to, not have people around, but, you know, I usually explain, you know, hey, if, if, if you start talking to her, this is what's going to happen, you know. At least it's a beautiful, prayerful song. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes. I mean, of, of all the things one could say or, you know, some people in this condition might say, it it is pleasant. But after you've heard it, you know, the 50th time in the day, oh it God. starts to wear. <laughs> I'll bet. A little bit. Yeah. Well, let me ask about that. Did you have other siblings? Yes, I'm the last of seven. Oh, wow. So that's what I wanted to ask about in terms of how you kind of identified as the person who would become her primary caregiver. Complex family dynamics have a lot to do with it. And it mm-hmm. has just been me. I, I hate to sound like the martyr here. I really don't like that. Yeah, but it, it definitely was a choice. You know, I was single for a long time. I mean, I've, I've only been married. I just My husband and I just passed our two-year anniversary a couple of weeks ago. So I married much later. Um, and my siblings, you know, they had families and lives and, you know, certainly chose to make that a priority over mom's care. So, yes, it, it fell to me because I was the one without a spouse, without kids. Do you have any help for you? Or is part of the daytime care where she goes somewhere and get you get a little bit of respite or they can take care of some of those things? Yeah, I have in-home help now because okay. honestly, Kitty, I would lose my mind if I couldn't step away for a few hours, a few days a week. Mm-hmm. So um, about four days a week, I have someone who comes in for a few hours and it just gives me that <sighs> because we're at a stage where like I'm sitting in the next room, I can pretty much see her and hear her from where I am, but I cannot be far away because she will wander or get confused and do something, you know, that's potentially harmful. So now that we're at that stage, yeah, it's just, it's such a pull that I got to have some help sometimes. You know, here I am, 
I'm not exactly a newlywed anymore, but we've had this thing going on pretty much from, no, from the beginning. I was going to ask about that. I, I feel bad for my, my husband. I, he's, he's great about it, but the part that gets him is the fact that we don't have the freedom to go when and where we want to, you know, so we can't date the way that we did, you know, when, before we were married, it takes an army of, you know, people to come and take care of her. If we want to do an overnight visit somewhere, you know, it just, it takes such an effort to, to go anywhere that I think that is frustrating for him. And, and I feel bad for that. I know what Kim means about her husband feeling a little bad at times. As I've watched my dad change, I've had to adjust. And I often feel like I've missed out on things or kind of lost the plot in my own life. There have been many milestones of loss, but I have had time to get used to it. For many of his friends, though, I think it's been a shock to see their longtime friend change so dramatically. And sometimes they don't really want to be around it. It is scary to watch someone regress. In my experience, and in Kim's, I think, losing your parents' friends as their company, as their colleagues, as their source of connection and fun, losing those people means that your parent, the person you're caring for, is very alone, and then you are too. Since Kim and I talked a few months back, she made the decision she could no longer care for her mom at home. I've, I've held out Kitty as long as I could, but I think where my mom is now just requires so much attention all the time. It's, it's not sustainable for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she sounds like she's not, one person can't take care of that. No, no, you know. I am uh, actually, we're, we're transitioning to assisted living. I have fought it as long as I could, but, uh, you know, handling her and having to, you know, just be right with her so constantly is, is just, it's, it's more than I can do at this, at this stage of the game. And I've, I feel like I have I've given up so much for my mother, like so much of my adult life has been focused on her needs, probably to an extent that hasn't been good, Mm -hmm. that I've, I've got to, I'm trying not to, I've, I've, I've got to live my life a little bit. So that's what Kim's doing with some hiccups from COVID. She recently moved her mom into a care facility. And in a future episode, Kim and I will talk again about how she's adjusted to not being a full-time caregiver and to letting go of her mom. Did you finish your picture, Mommy? You finished your picture? Yes, I did. Okay. All right. Does she want to say hi before we hang up? She doesn't Mommy, have to. You want to, I'm talking to my friend, uh, Kitty. Did you want to just say hello? Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? Mrs. Uh-huh. Jones, right? What a mighty God I serve in sincerity and in two, two. Remember I told you about what a mighty God, Kitty? <laughs> I'm smiling. It's so lovely. I mean, I know it must, I can get all the layers to this, but like, that's just a beautiful, cheerful thing to have someone. Yes. <laughs> so God bless her. I mean, oh, yeah. I'm not kidding. That's just lovely, even though it's not probably what she would have been. 
Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's are, a good night and sweet dreams. Okay, well, I appreciate the conversation, and I, you know, just look forward to hearing and seeing more. The University of Texas Health Science Center at San Antonio is proud to support this podcast. At our Biggs Institute, we're expanding the horizons of Alzheimer's research while striving to support everyone involved in dementia care, from patients and families to healthcare professionals. Benefit from our free online programs and educational resources. Learn more at uthealthdementia.org. I've had to look into whether we should or could move my dad into assisted living. In the meantime, his health took a turn for the worse. On the next episode, I try to have a conversation about the elephant in the room. You know, we're all dying. You and I both today are one day closer to our death than we were yesterday. And so I point that out to people. Yes, your dad is dying, but so are we. If you heard something you liked on 24-7, share it with a friend, a family member, or someone in your community. You can find all of our episodes at tpr.org slash 247. 24-7 is produced by me, Kitty Isley, and Ben Henry, with editing help from Cindy Carpian. The show is a production of Texas Public Radio. Stories like those shared in this podcast inspire the work being done at the Biggs Institute of the University of Texas Health Science Center at San Antonio. The National Institute on Aging has designated the Biggs Institute to be part of a National Center of Excellence for Dementia Care and Research. We are transforming dementia care for thousands of patients and their families while connecting South Texans of high-risk populations to personalized care, online support, and important clinical trials. We are offering hope for a healthier future for aging. Learn more about the National Institute on Aging designation at uthealthdementia.org.